welcome to Local Anaesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. Um, my name's Alex, this is Rob. Hello. What? <laughs> what? Nothing, it was just a bit feeble. Say it again. Hello. This is episode 27 now, would you believe? Approaching the big 3 no. Oh, this is episode 26. No, episode 26 was last week, Rob. And the anniversary show is the week before that. I am right, because I've just been editing episode 26. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, which is something that I do. Anyway, oh, today's my birthday. Yes, it is. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm 33, which is an age of transformation. Is it? Well, 33 is a transformative number, yeah. Oh, okay. What does that mean? In numerology. Oh, right. Um, In uh, celebration of your birthday, we've... I said we, because... Uh, my girlfriend and I have bought you a small gift. Oh, so Sarah clubbed in with this as well, did she? Yeah, well, she brought it. She bought it? And, yeah. Right, why would she buy me a present? Well, no, it was from both of us, but she, she made the purchase. Oh, OK. So, if you don't like it, it's no, I'm not taking any responsibility for it. OK. So, um, yeah, right. Sorry, if you hear... The, this is my bag. So oh, can we just say as well, today uh, we're recording on Saturday the... What's the date, Rob? The 18th, my birthday. It's uh, and it's, oh, it's, it's, no, I it's 20... Uh, Rob, shut up. Sorry. It's 28 <laughs> degrees outside uh, and it's boiling and we did have the window open but there was too much ambient noise from outside so we've closed the window but we've had to put a fan in here. So if you can hear a sort of bzzz in the background or if you can hear this noise, that is the fan. Uh, we apologise for it but Rob and I aren't prepared to, you know... Uh, sweat. Alternatively, if you can't hear anything, then that noise, that slight pause there was just uh, was just sound. Yeah, um, not sound. The other. Side oh, this is this is brilliant. Okay, so they right, there you go. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! It's not wrapped. No, it's in a carrier bag. You got a present? Al. Al. You never call me Al. Well, it saves time right now. I was writing a card on the bus. <laughs> okay, I have a feeling these presents will be Star Wars themed. What makes you say that? Because uh, I like Star Wars and you. That's okay. I've got there's a lovely card with uh, a very menacing looking Darth Vader on the front of it. Looks like he's about to slaughter somebody. Yeah, um, have a wonderful birthday. Lots of love, Rob and Sarah. Thank you very much. That can go that can go up on the shelves now, can't it? This yeah, picture, exactly. Um, and oh, thank you. I yeah. really appreciate that. Uh, now, you're oh, worried. Oh, just one sec. Is there a scene? Yeah, <laughs> this, is all, this is all seeming a bit last minute. Though. Oh, what's that? What well, you should have done is given me the BB gun, which I still haven't opened again. I should have done that. What did I think of that? Okay, you're worried that I've got this already? Yeah. Right, okay, so I know nothing about this. No. I can't see what it is. It's in a carrier bag. I do not believe that I have this because just I can just tell from the... the, the you weight. cannot tell from the size of the book. Wait, you don't no, have. no, I don't think okay, I Okay, well, open up and see if you do. I don't know. No, I don't. That is amazing. Okay, it's a... It's a you know the car owner manuals that you buy by Haynes for, like, Ford Fiesta, Mondeo... Vauxhall Corsa, whatever. It's it so it's 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 done in that exact style. Owner's workshop manual. That is awesome. No, I don't have it. Love it. Good. I mean, ju- just that alone. It does look incredible. Just 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 <laughs> that alone, like that, is fucking awesome. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you like no, it. No, no, I do. I like it very um, much. Thank you very much. I don't have it. Um, it's Sarah will get a beat this evening. Yeah. <laughs> be I'm a, joking. She's be, in a cupboard. Yeah. It'll be a new edition. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate that. No I'm problem. touched. I'm genuinely touched. No, not a problem. Um, that's awesome. Right. Okay. Right, that's the end of the sentiment for this week. Uh, I, have, I haven't actually bought anything Star Wars related for months now because I don't have any room and I've decided it's probably a pointless life pursuit. But thank you, Rob, for adding to my collection. No problem. 
Now, Rob, you have left another comment just to update people on this Swindon advert article, haven't you? Yes. In the interest of continuity, if you can't remember the story, it's about these this uh, guy who knitted scars for his cats in Swindon Town Colours. But we were fascinated by his name, weren't we? What was his name? His name was um, Floyd Chamberlain. Yeah, Floyd Chamberlain. But his mother had a different name. Yeah, his mother was called Josie Williams, and so we left a very pure comment just basically asking, why does... Um, why does he have a different surname, Chamberlain, to his mother, Williams? Uh, and we did this. We've never commented on an article before, you see. Uh, no. So we thought, well, let's actually post a comment. And what we want to do is try and post a comment a week up until Christmas, saying, so that's the first comment, and then the next one says, what did you post? It just says, anyone? Anyone, question mark, because nobody's, nobody's responding to our pleas here. And another one, then, the one we posted, I only posted this morning, just says, hello. And it will go on like this. Can, right, so can the one for next week be, I really need to know this? Yeah. Full stop. No, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's not a Good. problem. And we'll keep doing this up until Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I really hope somebody actually does actually... Because each time you're putting a comment there, you're, you're getting the story, you're, you're bumping it up on the front page. Do you know what I mean? If we keep yeah, yeah, commenting yeah. on it, it will keep being a relevant story. That's good. <laughs> well, right. That's the point. But surely you must, must be moderating these comments. Rob. No, you got, no, actually, some of the racist rants on the board with Echo probably, <laughs> probably prove they don't. There's no moderation. No. <laughs> Um, right, Rob, uh, can I kick up? Do you remember how last week you called me a bastard because I started off with three very short stories, like headlines? Yeah, wasn't it two? No, it was three. Was it? Oh, okay. It was It was three. Was I there that week? I can't seem to remember any of this. It was Chalky the Albino Squirrel. Oh, yeah, oh, God. Stumpy yeah. the Dog who had his tail car. Of course. And the woman who had horse manure smeared over her car. Oh, yes, that's right. Those yeah. were the three stories. That's Are you right. remembering it now? I, that was yeah. episode 26. I'm just saying, yes. I'm going to do the same. Three headlines, right. if you like. They're good. They're good ones. Right, here goes. So, first story from the new shopper by Kelly Smell. SpongeBob SquarePants to visit Erith Riverside Shopping Centre. Great. Youngsters are being invited to Erith Riverside Shopping Centre to meet SpongeBob SquarePants. The much-loved children's cartoons character will be meeting and greeting people at intervals from 11am to 4pm on August the 25th. A free face paint will be on hand to turn all the little shoppers into their favourite characters from the TV show. Okay. As well as providing entertainment, SpongeBob is also an educational character who is very keen on saving the environment and encourages children to help save water. I've watched a lot of SpongeBob. I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, I know he, he can cook quite a mean Krabby Patty, but that's about it. Yeah. Good, Rob. I didn't know you watched it. I love Spongebob. I didn't know that. Yeah. Centre manager Barry Owen said, we are thrilled to have Spongebob Squarepants visit the centre. Because I've got, all, I've got like, three seasons worth. Have you? Yeah, I've already got the film. Erith Riverside is a great family environment. It's important for us to make shopping a fun experience for children as well as adults. I Who lives in a pineapple under the <laughs> sea? Spongebob Squarepants. Are we going to do all of this? No. no. That's it. They said that at regular intervals throughout the day, is he just going to jump out and scare kids? <laughs> well, quite possibly. But oh, I can't! <laughs> no, that's, no, that's, that's awful. awful. No, I, don't, awful. I can't wait to do like... But, second story... <laughs> so, so, no, no, stop, Rob! <laughs> stop. Okay. <laughs> oh, i got one. Scary. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you liked forms before. I've never talked about this before. Because when, when uh, you're a man over his 30s and I'm a man close to uh, fast approaching 30s. Well, well, listen, <laughs> Rob, listen. So, that story was from the new shopper, SpongeBob SquarePants, to the Erith Riverside Shopping Centre. And in the same week, on the same day, in Bournemouth, my other paper, Bournemouth Echo. SpongeBob SquarePants, molest child. <laughs> <laughs> I 
No, I think you should retract that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Even though he's a fictional yeah. character, I'm not I, sure he can sue us. Uh, no, but the point is, Viacom, meet Peppa Pig, a Bournemouth Oceanarium. Yeah! Children's favourite Peppa Pig will be taking a trip to the seaside to meet fans at Bournemouth Oceanarium. The poor signs, the poor sign, is that right? Star? What? Poor sign, it means to do with pigs. I think it's poor oh, sign. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. poor kind. No, yeah, Will yeah. appear regularly throughout Saturday and Sunday during her first visit to the attraction. She'll be able to make new friends with all the creatures, including Roxy and Stan, the Oriental Otters, who also love jumping in muddy <laughs> puddles. Right. Meeting Pepper is included in the admission price. I now, so. what I thought about those two stories is, surely it's the wrong way round. Surely SpongeBob should be appearing at the Oceanarium in Bournemouth yeah, because true. he lives under the sea. And Pepper Pig should really be uh, appearing in a shithole-like era. <laughs> or open a butcher's. <laughs> Last story, uh, news shopper, no journalist, man impaled on fence in Beckenham. Brilliant. <laughs> a man was impaled on a fence in Beckenham yesterday evening. The victim, 33, which is the age that I've just turned, so Don't I Don't yourself, obviously. Uh, got his leg caught as he tried a shortcut on Croydon Road around midnight. <laughs> Jesus. I've got my leg stuck on the spine. <laughs> um, the fire brigade and an ambulance with a doctor and the medical team were called a few minutes after it happened. Rob, um, what do you think happened then? Because it, it doesn't give any more information than that. Got his leg caught, but it says impaled. Shortcut on Croydon Road. What are they saying he did? That scaled wasn't a shortcut, was it? He was trying to scale the fence. They're saying he scaled the fence and he, he went through. The thing went through his leg or foot. Or is that what it was mean? Jackie tried. He was actually just trying to burgle something. I'm not going to get into all that, Rob. Say, what do they mean by impaled? Impaled means it. It goes through his foot. Yeah. Yeah. Why not be? Why not be? A, you know. Go to more detail about yeah. exactly where he was, how, how much he had gone through. There's just quite, I did read earlier, there's an quite incredible um, picture of a, a, a I think it's a, a Colombian factory worker or construction worker who had an iron rod through the skull that literally sort of pierced the top of his head and came out near his eye socket. And he lived, did he? Yeah, he lived, amazingly. They had to leave it in there, obviously, because they didn't take it out. <laughs> okay, um, my first story is from The Citizen! Um, Sorry, Rob, I've fallen out of it. <laughs> I have to do it now, it just comes with the territory. Um, no uh, journalist attributed to the story. And the headline Romance is not in the air in Gloucester. Not in the air? Yeah. Right. Romance is definitely not in the air in Gloucester, according to a new survey. The city has been ranked as the, wor- as the least romantic city in the UK in a survey by car product company Turtle Wax. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know, we'll come back to this Um, I'm reeling from this, Rob But research from Flirt Finder Mobile Dating Has found that women in Gloucester Are putting themselves in a dating driving seat Sending more than double the number of messages Sent by uh, Gloucestershire gents Elaine Anderton Manager of Pilgrim's Chocolate and Fudge Shop In Worcester Street said she thought (laughs) Chocolate and Fudge Shop (laughs) Is this whole story just made up? (laughs) No this is a wine uh, right? No, no. It's really <laughs> said that she thought Gloucester was a romantic city. She said, I'm surprised people feel it's an, it's an unromantic city because we do a very good business selling heart-shaped chocolate and passion fruit fondants. And fudge sticks. <laughs> so A finger of fudge is just enough. Anyway. To give your kids a treat. Yeah. That's the sinister bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, my experience is that people are quite romantic. But I suppose we're lucky to be in business where we see people doing things, uh, nice things for other people. The survey added that three quarters of the country's population still consider buying flowers for a loved one for a magic gesture. Julie Langdon of Plantation Florist said the shop gets plenty of men buying flowers. She said, often men buy flowers because they think they have to, and it is what women want. Not all women want flowers. No, I know. Some are allergic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
but the most romantic moments we get are when men are about to propose. They tend to have a good idea of what they want and how they're going to pop the question. We suggest they put the ring inside the flowers, which is always a nice touch. <laughs> no, it isn't. What? What if it gets lost? Well, yeah. Flirt Finders poll suggests that daters in Gloucestershire are far from shy in retiring, sending 65% from more messages than the rest of the country. According to the results, the city's women send an average of 85, uh, sorry, 85 flirty messages, but the guys of Gloucester are lagging behind, sending only 35. Please, God, tell me that's it. That's that story. That story is painful. Right? It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> No, I know. No, I'm sorry. It doesn't. Sorry, no, hang on. It says it's the least romantic city, but it isn't. No, Gloucester is a beautiful city. No, but they're not that. But then it goes on to say how people are sending all these flirty text messages. Yeah, but you've missed the main... This survey was conducted by Turtle No, Wax. we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. What's its justification for saying it's not romantic? Well... It gives no evidence of it not being romantic. It's it just that the, the, car co- the car care product company, yeah. Turtle Wax... Has ranked it the, the least. On, but what, then, ba- on what basis? It doesn't go into. It doesn't go into it. it just then, it just says that, that so, they, they've ranked it. So this story seems to be Turtle Wax and want a free advert. Yeah. So they make up some results of some survey they've done. They go, oh, we did some survey. They found that Gloucestershire is the least romantic place in the UK. Or they just contact the citizen because they know they're printing. Went, yeah. Yeah. We just found that Gloucestershire's like really unromantic, and, they, and, the, and the citizen went, "Is it right? That's news." Yeah. <laughs> and that's Turtle Wax. And then Flirt Find or whoever they are have also got free publicity. Yes. And that's what... Uh, and why have Turtle Wax been doing a... Uh, well, should we look this up? Why the fuck were Turtle Wax... What, what, what's the well, link between waxing I mean, your car and romance? Well, I mean, with Turtle Wax, it's supposed to be quite suggestive, isn't it? Because Turtle Wax are used to sort of buff up your car. No, make it. no, it isn't suggestive. But, but like, the Turtle, Turtle Wax, like, sex wax, you know... This is in... Shut up. This is in your I head, Turtle I Wax. Turtle Wax... I can't even romance argument. Survey. Why were they doing it? It's a good point. I mean, I, there are. There's only three comments on this story. Um, I just read, sort of, just give you a bit quick overview. By Internezro says the city has been ranked as the least romantic city in the UK in a survey by car care company Turtle Wax. What next on here? Fashion advice from Downton Truckers. Well, look at this story here. More British men believe in love at first sight than women. Turtle Wax has found it's not just as many love good old romance. But this is a completely separate article. So Turtle Wax are just trying to... Uh, it's just a, it's a marketing campaign, is, is that what you're saying? But, but, but at least do a marketing campaign that links in with your products. <laughs> well, OK, so you say, oh... You, what I'm saying is it makes sense for Thornton's Chocolates to do this. Yes. I believe we're in administration now, anyway. Are they? Who then, and then different. say, but, you know, spice up, you know, your romantic life, buy some chocolates. Yeah. What, what, how, how do you tie it into Turtle Wax afterwards? Oh, so, oh, yeah. Lots of people believe in love at first sight. Oh, Gloucestershire is a very unromantic city. Where then do you find a link to say, why don't you buy some turtle wax to spruce up your car? No love in your life, love your car. There, there's the link. No love in your life, love your car. Turtle wax. I'm a genius. That's good advertising, no? No love in your life, question mark. Love your car. Buy turtle wax. How about, no love in your life. You need to like that. Yeah, that's that's very good. It was actually very good. good. How about, no love in your life, love in your car, dogging. (laughs) <laughs> no, okay, right. But Put the, the magic I, back in your life with the help of Turtle Wax and win a romantic trip for two. I've just found this on Google. Though? Oh, no. A survey by Turtle Wax last year found that one in ten male drivers admitted to dot, dot, Doggy? dot, what? Oh. <laughs> but looking back at this, I have to say that there's 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 three different companies that get, they get publicity in the story. So you have Turtle Wax, ah. you have the Pilgrim's Chocolate and Fudge Shop, you have um, the Plantation Florist... And Flirt Finder. Yeah, this is one big fucking advert. Yeah. 
by the way, I think I have found your title back to doing this. This is on a story from, uh, well, it's about Valentine's Day, so this is way back now. Right. It seems that some people are more passionate about their cars than partners. A survey by Turtle Bike last year found that one in ten male drivers admitted to loving their car more than their partner. So that's why they've but done But why it. doesn't it say that in the story? I don't know. <sighs> anyway, I feel a compelling urge to go off and buy some turtle wax. Me too. And then bang one out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Rob, this next story, um, I'm amazed that there were no comments. Uh, and I've, I checked just before this podcast, and there are still no comments. Okay. But nevertheless, um, I'm sure we shall have comments of our own. It's from the news shopper. It's by Robert Fisk. Headline, <laughs> police appeal after woman covered in urine, in quotes, on train at Plumstead Station. <laughs> I, I actually saw this on the news. Oh, what? It was on the. It, was, you know on the, the it was on the London news. Oh fuck it then. Well, I want to read it anyway. Yeah, for no, the no. I didn't. I, 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 this is a local news story. It is a local news story. Officers are appealing for the public's help after a woman was covered in in quote urine on the train <laughs> as she waited for it to leave Plumstead Station. <laughs> the unsuspecting victim had taken a seat beneath an open window of on the eight forty six p.m. Plumstead to Greenwich service when a man dropped a bottle containing liquid through the. <laughs> Through the window onto her. I think to this detail. But it's this line, which is the best of the article. Okay. I'm going to read it as it's written. She felt a liquid run from her head down to her clothes and recognised the smell to be urine. <laughs> <laughs> Just that description. So she feels it go from her head down to her clothes and she thinks that stinks like piss. Is that what they mean by that? I think she's a sexual deviant. <laughs> she is. She's had many a golden shower in her time. Rob! <laughs> can't say that. The horrified woman seized the bottle, which is believed to have contained urine, and handed it to the police. British Transport Police has carried out... An, are there police just hanging around these stations? I mean, she would have had to find them, wouldn't she? Yeah, I mean, did she about? wash the urine off first before doing I mean, that? She's she, she got, she got the bottle, sealed it up, put it in her handbag to the police station. <laughs> Wiped herself down. Went, Here you go, officers, investigate that. <laughs> British Transport Police has carried out a number of inquiries to try and identify the man responsible for the incident, which happened on May 24th, which is ages ago. Yeah, just go, yeah. So why the fuck is it being reported now? Oh, she just found the bottle in her bag. <laughs> <laughs> Including speaking to witnesses and circulating images on police intelligence systems. But it has had no luck so far. So investigating officer PC Tracy Mesher is appealing to the public for help in identifying the man who's in the CCTV image. PC Mesher said, This was a sickening experience for the victim, who was understandably left upset by what happened to her. We would like to speak to the man pictured, as we believe he may be able to help us with our inquiries into this incident. <laughs> this is the man. Uh, he's wearing a sort of... A very fetching sort of peach polo shirt. <laughs> just off urine colour, really. I mean, it is, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and grey tracksuit bottoms. But it's just... It's so... uh, but Rob, Rob, please, listen to these last, okay. these last questions from the new shopper. <laughs> Do you know the man? Question mark. Are you the man himself? Question mark. If so, please contact us. We want to hear from you. So somebody who's chucked a bottle of urine over somebody in the train is going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was me. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't it wait. So wait, was she on? The, she was on the train. She's sitting on the train, right? Yeah. There's with an open window, and he just chucks a bottle of piss through the window all over her. I'm going to make one point. Okay. Right, you're not going to blame her, are you? No, I'm not going to blame her. Right, can you go back to the pictures. That's a London Overground train. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can't open the windows on those. Yeah, but um, that's not necessarily an overground train. I get on a train like that to London Bridge. No, that's definitely an overground train because the, the colour screen is white. This is very... Uh, sorry. Well, no, 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 forgetting is... that, but this is a picture of the CCTV. I'm not saying she pulled over herself. 
You are. You're blaming attention. the victim again. But she put the, she put the piss bottle in her bag. Well, she just wanted publicity, did she? And that 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 story is nearly four months old. She wanted publicity. Rob, can I ask you if you were sitting on a train and um, you you suddenly heard a noise and you looked up and a bottle came tumbling down through the window and piss went all over you? What would you do? It's a good question. Actually, I don't really know. I think I probably would. You'd get smell on. it and you'd think. Well, that's that's pissed. I've just been pissed off. I'm not sure. I mean, it depends if it, if it's on the train home. I might. I think I might wait until I get home, because at least then I'm near home. I don't think I'd get off the next stop because the, you know you don't want people thinking. But then maybe would you wipe yourself down with your hands? I think you would. I think you try and do anything to try and disguise the smell. It's like if it was a packed train or or like people. Because the other thing is, let's say you think on a train and somebody opposite you, you've got people opposite you, and they all see this happen, they all smell it. Yeah. They're thinking, why is he not doing it? What would you do? You just sit there, put back on your earphones, <laughs> uh, read put my sunglasses on, on and just stare out the window. <laughs> I have to say, I was I was in the I was on the Met up in Manchester a few weeks back, and um, I was going. To, this is when my girlfriend still lived up there. And I got on the Met at Piccadilly station and sat behind this woman, and I must be sat behind her for about five seconds, and I had to move because the smell of stale piss was. Was she a vagrant? Yeah, well, no, it didn't look like it. She looked. I mean. I think she was probably maybe about sort of mid sixties, but fuck me, Jesus Christ! I mean, it was a hot day as well, and I had to. I moved to the seat behind, two seats behind her, and I could still smell it. And what I what I witnessed because I went through the whole journey from Manchester. Was everybody Derry, avoiding her? Yeah, was everybody basically sitting behind her? And there was this poor kid who would always sit with his father, who literally had his t-shirt pulled over his face. <laughs> In front for the majority of, of the journey, and we're talking half an hour. In front of her? No, behind her. She, she was sitting literally by the doors and there's seats behind her. Um, I do have an anecdote based on this story about... I haven't had piss on me, but this is, <laughs> it's good to know. This is, this is a great story. Okay. Right, right. So I met up with some friends. Um, um, this was... Oh, when was it? Was it after uni or before? I think it was after uni. I'd moved back. I was living with my parents. met up with some friends down in uh, Catford... Uh, went to the went for a drink together, right? And I was on the bus. I've travelled this bus from Catford back many a time, either the two hundred two or the seventy five. Right? I know the two hundred two, yeah. Right, right. And I was on it late at night. Now, uh, I need to describe the seating arrangements for this story to make sense. Okay. So I've got on the bus. I've walked up the bus and I've sat. You know, you've got the seats like you've got banks of two seats that are all facing facing, facing towards the front of the bus. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, facing towards the front of the oh, bus. Oh, OK, right, yeah. And I'm sitting on one of those, and I'm sitting on the one that overlooks... It's the last one, and it overlooks the lower platform of the yeah, bus yeah, where yeah. there are people sitting there actually facing the bus doors. It's Do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, and this is important for the listener. And there's a guy behind me. When I get on, there's a guy behind me sitting on the bank of the two seats behind me who's just eating a kebab, right? And I am wearing... Um, I think I'm wearing, actually, a suit. I think it was after work. I'm wearing quite a smart jacket, and I've got, like, a sort of briefcase type bag. You know, I made more of an effort back then. Yeah. Um, and I had that, and and this other guy gets on when I get on the bus, right? This guy gets on wearing, you know, uh, baseball. He's like, you know, he's a he's a he's a, he's, he's um, streetwise young kid. You know, he's got the baseball cap, he's got the fancy tracksuit bottoms, the trainers. He's Just a chap. Picture. No, no, he's not a chap. Okay. And he's got and he's got headphones on, listening to rap or whatever. And he sat there in that seat in front of me on the lower bit, so yeah, I'm yeah. looking him, facing the front door. And he's just sitting there minding his own business. This is all very important for the setup of the story. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and I am actually getting near home, and, I felt, and I'm sitting there just minding my business, and I suddenly hear behind me like this noise, like I'm like, like that, right? <laughs> right? And I think, oh, that's funny. And then the bus stops, right? At the, the bell goes, and the bus stops at the thing, and this guy behind me just staggers off quite hurriedly and gets off, and I think, oh. And I'm sitting there, and I've almost been faintly aware of this already, it's just all taken a while to sink in, and I... Out of my peripheral vision, I sort of already know it's there, but I, 
I turn and look down to the left at my briefcase on the seat, this bag of briefcase, and there's sick on it. Oh, and bits of onion. And chunks of it. <laughs> right? So I look at that and I think, right. So that noise I could hear, it's all, it's all very slowly forming around. That noise I could hear was a man, that man behind me uh, regurgitating. Yeah. Right? I turn back around, I turn back to look forward, and the guy who's in that lower bit in front of me, right, <laughs> facing the door, and he is kind of covered in vomit. <laughs> down the side of his, like, shoulder arm, all the way down the side of his taxi Oh, my God. But he's just sat there, yeah, sort of bent over, listening to the music, and he looks frozen. He looks like he knows it's there, but he's just sitting there like, what the fuck am I going to do, right? He get he right okay. So the bus goes off right. I'm sitting there thinking right, and then I'm thinking I can feel something wet on my neck as well. <laughs> I'm thinking this isn't just on my briefcase. I'm thinking if it's gone over me, if it was that much vomit, that's also that's hit this guy. Right, right. I mean that's projectile. Then the bus yeah. Then the bus stops again right. And what's brilliant about this guy? I loved him forevermore for this right. Oh, I, 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 it's not going to come across to the listener, I don't think. But basically, he stands up to go into the bus right, and he's still pretending like nothing's happened. Yeah. So he's drenched in vomit just down one side of his body, and he gets up. You know, to wait for the doors to open. And he's standing there, and because this is a pack bus, and it's like he just doesn't want to acknowledge it, but he just very, very quickly, very quickly, just glances down at the side of his tracksuit bottoms, and then just looks back up. <laughs> and he's like, he's looking, going, yeah, 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 just what I thought, I've been fucking vomiting. <laughs> so I walk home with all this vomit over my thing. I get home, and I think, I know what's going to happen. I think, I don't want to take off this coat. I do not want to take off this coat. I don't want to take off this guy. I take it off. And there are just bit, whole bits and chunks of oh. onions. <laughs> Can I just say, if you're eating your tea or eating anything or drinking anything while listening to this, I apologise. Yeah. That I, is repulsive. A lot of people said to me I should never wear that coat again, but I paid good money for it. I, 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 I washed it and I did wear just it. Just pick the chunks off and carry on. <laughs> pick the chunks off and carry on. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> okay, um... My next story was sent in by Shay from Bristol. Um, Thanks, Shay. Yeah, uh, from the uh, the post headline: "Couple we pay charity by stealing contents of room." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Parents who were given an overnight accommodation by a charity after taking their poorly baby to Bristol Children's Hospital stole most of the furniture, uh, most of the room's fixtures and fittings. <laughs> the couple who identified for le- uh, can't be identified for legal reasons stole pillows, cushions. <laughs> A duvet, towels, an alarm clock, a laundry basket, a, a bath mat, a soap dish, and a toothbrush holder. <laughs> Sorry, why were they in the room? I didn't quite understand that bit. They basically they they taken their the child into the, the hospital, their baby, who I think says in the story that he was suffering from a, a lung complaint, a complication with his lungs. And this this charity, the Ronald McDonald, um, Ronald McDonald, as in the McDonald's charity, uh, the Ronald McDonald House Charity, offer them overnight accommodation. Sustain free of charge, so why? because they could be near to the child. Right, why did they offer it to them? Because presumably they're hard on their luck, right? Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. They're not working. This is their employed, and basically they went in there and they proceeded to uh, basically steal anything that wasn't literally nailed down. <laughs> the soap dish, just steal the fucking. You soap don't want dish. a fucking fuck with Ronald McDonald. Yeah, Ronald McDonald will fucking strike you. He's got the burger person. Um, yeah, the hamburger. I don't think they've used him for quite some years. Have <laughs> they not? Oh. Maybe it's because of the connotations of criminal activity they've started to <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And buggery. Um, yeah, Rob retracts. <laughs> I retract that's that. That's the second <laughs> fictitious cartoon character you've, you've now accused. Slandered. Yeah. 
SpongeBob versus Rob Davis and the Hamburger versus Rob Davis. I think I think it would be uh, versus Viacom and the, and the McDonald's Corporation. Yeah, yeah. Is SpongeBob SquarePants Viacom? Yeah, Viacom. Yeah. Nickelodeon. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. My SpongeBob SquarePants mug is from Viacom. Oh, so Nickelodeon might be a subsidiary of Viacom. Viacom. <laughs> it's gone back a bit. I think it's about circa 992. <laughs> I've still, I told you that's where I'm stuck. Yeah. Anyway, um, they've taken their four-week-old uh, son to the hospital in May last year for treatment because he had complications with his lungs. While he's he wasn't, been... didn't have a self-entangled breath organ, did he? He, he might well have done that. That's actually. taking everybody back to episode two? Is that I think two? so, yeah. I can't remember, yeah. Um, while he's been treated, the pair who are unemployed but are receiving income support, strangers, uh, <laughs> were offered overnight accommodation by the Ronald McDonald House Charity. <laughs> Uh, the independent charity provides home from home accommodation free of charge to families of critically ill children receiving hospital care. Aww. Law OP prosecuting a Bristol magistrate's court yesterday said that the couple stayed in the accommodation just one night. The next day they left the room because their children had to be transferred because their child had to be transferred to a different hospital, she said. Um, after they left, staff checked the room, found that most of the fixture and fittings were missing. The court heard that the father, father aged 42, originally told the police that all the, the items belonged to him, but finally pleaded guilty to the theft at a court hearing on July 9th. I love the idea that all the items were Ronald McDonald themed. So the duvet they... was a big clown version of him, the pillows, the towels, the soap. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, it all belongs to me, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon they were all painted in a sort of white, yellow, red? That was the whole room. The red was painted, like, with white, yellow, red. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, you would be his quite the doorway is just a massive golden arch. Oh, that that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to into into uh, the whole story, but they were um, his partner, 22, also missed a theft of items. Wait, he's 42 and his partner's 22. Well, I won't judge that. Um, his partner, 22, also missed a theft <laughs> of did. items. <laughs> yeah. You just did. Uh, the total value, which came to 200 pounds, the couple must pay 200 pound compensation to the charity in order to pay 500 pound costs. No comments. No comments. People just think that's ex- uh, they don't really. They feel use, justice has been done. They don't really use Ronald McDonald anymore, do they? Well, I haven't seen. I mean, now we've gone through these. Like, I think we, I was in the one in Croydon a few weeks back, and the, the they're now very yeah. They're now very sort of you know trendy. Very. I don't like this whole green. Modernist. Sh- yeah, I don't like this whole green shit. I want back the old red <clears> and and yellow colour scheme with hamburger restaurant written on it. Yeah, and I want the little kiddies tables with the. Do you remember they have the mushrooms you used to sit on? You're not meant to do that when you're an adult, Rob. Um, that's why they won't let you But there's no one else sitting there. That's why they won't let you kids, obviously. Come and sit on my mushroom. Yeah. Have a chomp of my hamburger. Rob, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob. Um, this story um, is from the uh, Bournemouth Echo. Okay. It's by Stephen Bailey. And the headline is... 12-foot horror plunge leaves man badly hurt. Ooh. A man was left... Mate, a couple... 12-foot? <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's quite high. Well, that, like, this is the plunge which he took. That, to me, looks quite high up. That looks like more like... Tw- yeah, that looks more than 12-foot. I mean, 12-foot is quite a lot, Rob. If you think about a 6-foot man and doubling, that's quite a lot to fall onto hard concrete. That is... Basically, triple your height and you've got an idea. Now, ah, OK, right, yeah. Where do you know? Rob's that very, is high. Rob's very short. A man was left covered in blood... Short, by the way. A man was left covered in blood after falling... Well, he would be if you were actually... If you actually uh, were, were, were four foot tall, which is what I just implied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, yeah. He would yeah. be a midget. Yeah. 
A man was left covered in blood after falling 12... He's five foot. A man was left covered in blood after falling 12 foot down into a basement well in Bournemouth Town Centre. Witnesses said he was sat on the wall leading up to Winchester House Flats in Furvale Road at 12.50am on Saturday. Then he plunged backward through the edge of a wire sheet and into a litter-strewn area outside the basement flat. Whoa, 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 sorry. Read that again. Then he plunged backward through the edge of a wire sheet and into a litter-strewn area outside the basement flat. I don't know. A technical rescue team from Pool Fire Station removed the railings, rolled back the wire sheet, and lifted the man out on a spinal board at around 1.50am. Right. He was taken to Pool Hospital with head injuries. Ivania Brown, 34, a resident of one of the flats, said, When they brought him up, he had a bandage on his head, and there was blood everywhere, all down his shirt. When they brought him up, he was sick, and he was saying he wanted his mum. I don't blame him after falling down there. Loser. I spoke to his friend, who was really upset. They were from West Howe. His friend said he leaned backwards and fell straight through. They had him on a spinal board and they brought him up on a winch. Now, your comment there about... You called him a loser, I think. Yeah. This is generally the nature of this whole for, this whole comment discussion. Right. Which is quite good. Beachcomber one says, Not wishing to belittle this poor bloke's experience, but he's in his 20s and he wanted his mum... Question mark, question mark, question mark. Rudolf Hucker says... <laughs> Maybe she's a spinal surgeon. There's probably, <laughs> there's probably plenty of them living in West Howe. Howie? Howe? Uh, old Before My Time says, Darwinism at work? Stumpy <coughs> Jackster says, I would die from the shame, let alone the fall, if I was heard to be crying for my mum. Pete Woodley says, Most would, Scrumpy, to the last commenter. Yep. And then Old Before My Time says, Oh, hope you are well, Pete. After a comment I saw on another thread. Sorry to hear your health news. <laughs> So it's just turned into a general discussion. <laughs> uh, That's S- the comment of the week for me. S- SPB2 says, I'm quite frankly appalled by some of the comments here. A young man has an experience from which he was badly injured and people here ridicule him. Utterly disgusting. Uh, username is already in use, says... <laughs> That's clever. That, uh, Beth comment name of the week. Yeah. Beth commenter name of the week says, My friend did the same thing there about eight years ago. Got up, but ended up in hospital the next day. No serious damage, but still suffers from a bad back now. And yes, he was drunk. Now, the next commenter, Rob, the last two comments here are um, from the actual mother of the victim. Okay. Uh, Pixtula says, and unfortunately she uh, isn't very literate and writes a very bad grammar. Brilliant. I'm going to read it as it's written. Please do. Evening all, this his mum. Some of you are right. Hard cases, ain't you? My mother died at 65 of cancer, crying for her mother. My, mu- my son cried for his mother after falling 20 foot down a filthy hole and breaking his spine in two places and having the back of his head stitched back together because it split open with the impact. He only managed one pint at another bar before meeting his friend where he fell when he went to jump up beside him. Interesting. Who would you call the Lord Almighty or the next best thing? Your mum. Uh, and she comments again later on and <laughs> so, says... Did she say the, 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 the Lord Almighty and the next best thing? She, she is, yeah, she's equating herself to God. Mm-hmm. And Pix Tudor says, uh, again, one other thing, this is the third time in the same place this has happened, time, something was done, and what is wrong with West Howe? There are lots of good caring people here, and no, I'm not a surgeon, but my son is. <laughs> There's just too much information in there. Okay, so she, she, she's... So her son's a spinal surgeon, is that what she's saying? Yeah. Could he not operate on himself? I don't know. That's not a new euphemism for masturbation, by the way. No um, more euphemisms. I can't take any. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I hope he recovers quickly. I think I'm going to make this my last story uh, yes. for this week. Um, it's from the Adver. No, it's not. <clears throat> Sorry, it's in the SNJ. Uh, the story's by Nick Wakefield. Roll up, roll up. The circus is in town. The circus has come to Stroud. 
Acrobats from Gloucester's famous Cliff, uh, Clifford Circus wowed passers-by at the Maywalk Shopping Centre in Stroud to promote their new series of shows starting this week. Crowds watched in wonder on Friday, Friday morning, August 10th, as the loose-limbed entertainers offered a tantalising glimpse of what to expect from the performances, which began on Mitchinghampton Common on Thursday, August 9th, and runs until Tuesday, August 21st, with a number of shows taking place daily. Now, <clears throat> I'm just going to stop there for a second, because the reason I to put this story is because of the performers that are taking place. Is Ronald McDonald there, Papa Lazarus style? No, but um, I can imagine he may be part of, he would, some of the characters may have been part of his travelling circus. Because that um, is a brilliant travelling circus, isn't it? Can you remember the people? Let's see if we can remember them. Right, there's the, burglar. there's the giant. Oh, you're not talking about Papa Lazarus, you're talking about... I'm talking about Ronald McDonald. Oh, Do you remember the no. gang? I'm going to look it up. Wasn't that really, really weird fluffy thing that's quite tall? He's blue. Ronald McDonald... Hamburglar. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Because I think this would be a fucking good travelling service. Wouldn't it, Rob? Yeah. Wouldn't it be bloody amazing? Oh, you're right. There was a furry thing. It looked like a massive hairy cock. <laughs> is, that, is that not... Oh, my God. What the... That is quite a... Tra- they, don't they look like something out of the... Li- yeah, he looks like, like a cock What were the names? I don't know. Grimace. Bring Ronald McDonald, Grimace and Hamburglar out of retirement, somebody said. His name must have been Grimace. Grimace, what an awful name. That doesn't sound like a children's character. Images. Fucking hell, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. I, I do have to say that the hamburger does look like he could be a sex offender. As does Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And as does the furry cock, as you called it. Cock and balls. Um, okay. But all of that is retracted. That is just the opinion of the people recording the podcast. And, and um, in no way uh, represents the McDonald's Corporation. Um, okay. Circus founders... We Tottie... really don't want to be sued by McDonald's. No, no, no. And I would like to say that I, um, uh, uh, I don't eat... Um, uh, well, I do eat, I mean, I will occasionally have a McDonald's, very, very rarely. And I can't... My favourite McDonald's is a Big Mac, but I can't eat it because they don't do halal Big Macs in this country. Um, but I would like to say that... Um, is, this defend... making, is this me, you I'll, making uh, I'll an def... appeal for halal Big Macs? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> God, yes. But I will say the Big Mac is the best burger on earth, and, McDonald's, and, and for that alone... And, you know, um, I've got no problem whatsoever with McDonald's. I'm going to go back to my story now, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's my birthday, Rob. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you can appeal for McDonald's, allow McDonald's if you want to. Oh, that would be a birthday present. Um, circus founders Totty and Neil Giffen and their troop, the troop of clowns, birds, chicken, ponies, magicians, sorry, musicians, tap dancers, gymnasts and poets uh, have pitched their big tent and and a collection of uh, classic caravans for a new shows celebrating the glamour of all things unusual. Entitled The Saturday Book, the performances feature an assortment of acts, comedy and music, with performances from old, from old favourites. Sorry. <laughs> from Tweedy the Clown, BB and Bichu the, the Jugglers. New acts this year include Ukrainian Balancing Boys. Uh, Francois the title walker and Jaren <laughs> can you start reading the names of these these are the names of what the acts yeah so Tweedy the clown Tweedy the clown yeah BB and Bichu the jugglers are these are these is this French I don't think, oh, I don't know I don't well, I no, really I hope so. not but okay okay uh, the Ukrainian balancing boys the Ukrainian <laughs> balancing boys yeah Francois the tightrope walker this is French. <laughs> they's French. The Ukrainian yeah, is, ones, yeah. obviously are. I think this the, he, this guy probably isn't. 
Uh, Jack Sorensen with his amazing comedy dogs. <laughs> so these are, these, are, oh, these are too much to take in. These are too. They're, they're too <laughs> funny. These amazing comedy dogs. <laughs> what the fuck do they do? It gets better. It doesn't stop there. <laughs> but they're too much to take in. Like these are too. They're too funny. Do you understand? <laughs> okay, let me just. There's two more. Okay. There's also. Um, <laughs> there's Mini Pony Tiny Tom. Mini Pony. Mini Pony Tiny Tom. Pony isn't. Mini Pony isn't Mini already. Mini Pony and Tiny Tom. Tiny Tom. Where's the last? And Brian the Goose. See this <laughs> Brian the Goose. There's no even sense. There's no even sense in the name of what Brian the Goose does. Is it just a goose that happens to be called Brian? The circus is fucking shit. Does not sound like it could be part of Paz Popular's Goose. Hang on a minute. No, I'm really sorry about this. Oh. Go on, let's go through the names again right. one by one, and we'll okay. work out what they do. Right. right. Tweedy the Clown. Like, Tweedy the Clown is a shit clown, right? He'll come up, he'll come into the ring, yeah. he'll have custard pies thrown on him, he'll make some jokes, and he'll get a bit pissed off probably by the end. He'll probably be drunk, right? Yeah, make so, it safe. I reckon Tweedy because he wears some sort of weirdly tweed suit, maybe. You know, so okay. something that's quite so that, tweedy. That is horrible, horrible. Yeah. Okay, next. So, Bibby and Bishu the jugglers, so that's quite straightforward. Okay, so that's just jugglers, right? Jugglers, maybe the spandex, checking things. Yeah. Um, the Ukrainian balancing boys, one of the clues in the title. Uh, what do you think they do? Balance. Oh, I reckon they're like, rope. Yeah, no, 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 because that that'll be fr- you, you, that's Francois' tra- territory. Okay, so what's this then? I know maybe some sort of I don't. What they ba- what they balance they hold things in balance, do they? Oh, uh, actually, that makes more sense than than them balancing each other. Well, it could be that whatever it is, <coughs> shit, right? Okay, so Francois the, the, the tightrope walker. That's quite straightforward. <laughs> Jan Solzer with his amazing comedy dogs. Yeah, right, so. <laughs> These are funny dogs. What? Okay, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe he dresses them up. Maybe there's uh, some no, sort of standard routine. He is. He is a straggler in this list. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's Mini Pony Tiny Tom. Well, is that one word? Mini Pony Tiny Tom. Mini Mini Pony. So it must be a small pony, mini pony with, pony, a, tiny with, with somebody of about your height, right? Yeah. So maybe like okay. a Shetland pony. So with he, just a dwarf on sta- he just sits on stage. And people just look and he goes. Yeah, it's a small pony and a midget. What more do you want? I got this really sort of depressing image of the he of this tiny, this tiny pony and the tiny dwarf coming on dressed as you know in like cowboy outfit, but it's really depressing. I well the whole thing's depressing. Right? <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, Brian the goose will also make an appearance. Right, so that's um, the goose called Brian. Yeah, as well as Nancy Trotter. With there are her, more. Uh, only one more, and Nancy Trotter uh, with her breathtaking dove flight act. <laughs> 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 oh, Rob, what uh, fucking sort of circus is this? I thought circus were meant to have trapeze artists, people being shot at cannons. This is crap. There's a there's somebody who can juggle. There's a clown. There's a goose called Brian and some comedy dogs. <laughs> the tightrope walker is the nearest thing to a circus you should get. Also, I thought they were meant to be some elephants who were sort of cruelly abused. Yeah, you're not allowed to do it. No elephants aren't allowed in, in circuses anymore. So they have to get. In and this woman, geese. this last one. Trotter, she yeah, just gets the and lets them fly off. 
No, I think I think she she takes part in it in the breathtaking dove flight act. I reckon it's just some sort That's of really a good title. Breathtaking dove flight act. Yeah, that is actually. <laughs> I reckon it's just some sort of very uh, rudimentary um, pulley system where she just flies around the auditorium, a bit like um, uh, what's his name, David Copperfield. I don't think it'll be to that standard, though. No, I don't think so. Please tell me there are comments on this. No, there are. There are no comments on this story, and I can't believe when it. When is this? We should go to it. Okay. Would well, you actually um, like to go to it? I would love to. It sounds, it sounds amazing. I'd just be there going, Brian, Brian, <laughs> Brian, from the beginning. Just to finish off, and in case people are interested, um, the inspiration behind this year's uh, vintage variety show is an eccentric annual published between 1940s and 1970s called The Saturday Book. The curiously titled manual is a witty collection of Victorian-themed essays, photographs, pictures and poems, um, whose makers frequently featured uh, photographs of pin-ups and stars from the golden era of musical theatre. Throughout England, with a love of the exotic, it was a celebration of all things odd, offbeat, quirky and unusual. Um, if you want to book tickets, there are, if you can find the story on the SNJ website, you can. And I, I think it's, this sounds fantastic. I just thought, actually, when, when's, when's the 21st? Oh, it's only on until next week. No, we'll have to wait till Brian the Goose and all the other, other amazing acts come to Well, Crystal Palace often has those terrible, terrible, like, uh, circuses, stroke. Do you think, do you think that these guys are the right calibre? Well, I mean, we should is... try and go to one of the circuses up at Crystal Palace because they look terrible. <laughs> I just imagine this sad looking lion. I don't think they've got a lion. Oh, well, yeah, Matt just is a lion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we wrap up the podcast? Um, yeah, we do need to wrap up the podcast now. We, um, now, Rob, we're sort of running over time here. Now, we, we are doing this fact of the week about ourselves, aren't we? Oh, yes. So we probably want to make this one quick. So this is yours, isn't it? No, 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 we do, we do one each. Oh, right, yeah. Last week, your fact was that you dressed up as a giant talking Canadian mouse and met the Prime Minister. Yes. And mine was that I saw Elvis, the, an apparition of Elvis. Oh, yes, that's Which right. I did admit was probably a drug-induced hallucination. OK, well, you start this week. Uh, well, I, because I did mention, I'm going to go... For the next few weeks, I'm just going to go through these things. I did mention I've seen a UFO, Ghost and Elvis. OK. So we'll now do the Ghost, because it's fairly quick. Uh, briefly, no drugs involved, no alcohol, nothing. I was a young child. Um, uh, at my grandmother's, my late grandmother's house now, uh, which was down in Dorset, and um, there was a room she had um, where there was a picture hanging on the wall. Still, oh no, it's not still there. Oh yeah, no, I don't know where it is. Um, um, of a, it's a very sort of um, dark picture. It had a woman sitting on an armchair. So if you imagine it's in profile and it's from about the waist up, and she's sitting on an armchair, okay. reading a book by sort of candlelight. It's quite an evocative sort of it picture. Like it. Um, and anyway, all I remember is wandering into this room. Now, now Rob, think of The Shining and right. Danny going to 237. And we never see what happens in there, but he no. comes back with the marks on his neck. And, uh, and you know, his mother says, he, he, he said an old lady did it to him. That's what she claims. Um, now, I went into this room uh, and looked at the picture. And in the picture, the woman was sitting there and there's a cat on the armchair. And... Um, and it's just a picture, but it, but she turned and fucking looked at me. This Jesus woman, Christ. and I was petrified, and I just ran out of the room. Now I reckon I was about six, wow, maybe seven, right? But the weird thing is, is that that picture doesn't have a cat in it either. There's no cat in the picture at all. So that was another weird thing about it. Um, and yeah, and I came back with lots of strange marks on my neck. <laughs> but That's my quite... dad said, when you think about it. And what he said in his version of events, he must have done it to himself. It's really the only thing. <laughs> it's really the only possible explanation. That's for all you Shining fans out there. Yeah. Um, my comment. 
my true fact uh, for this week um, is that when I was 18, uh, I had a punctured lung uh, as a result of uh, a go-karting accident. Accident? Accident. Uh, accident, even. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically, it was the last day of term, and we just finished sixth form, and I think we decided to go go-karting. Anyway, for some reason, I don't know how, I would managed to end up in the middle of this uh, hairpin bend, actually on the top. It was, like a, it was a raised sort of area on top of this hairpin bend, on the inside of the curve. And uh, my go-kart was more or less sort of perilously positioned on top of it, just gently rocking. Anyway, I must have had a knock, because on the way home, um, I felt this incredible stabbing pain, like it was, I can decide if you can imagine a sword being driven straight through my lung. Uh, it's commonly known as a pneumothorax, which is a punctured lung, and uh, I'm happy to say uh, that, uh, that it was resolved, and I'm here today. Is there any chance of a relapse in any description? Yeah, I can't ever go scuba diving. And he, and the doctor said it can come back at any point and kill you. Really? Is that so if I just punched your chest? Please don't. Uh, yeah. And I can. Can you I take can, a lot of weight in your I chest? I can tell you. Yeah, I think I can. I mean, I can tell you it was literally there because I can. You're it's so pressing your nipple. No, my nipple's there. It was just below it. But I can uh, even now. I can remember where it was. Even there's no there's no wound or anything there. There's no scar. Well, you would. Yeah, it's called because it just dissipated. But yeah. Okay. So there you go. Well. Thank you for ruining my birthday with your poor man. Please, for th- sympathy. Um, I'll also accept cash. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you going to send it? Just very quickly, how do you send, tend to celebrate the rest of your birthday? Uh, well, I'm going to... looking forward to the start of the football season. I'm just going to enjoy that, and then I'm going out this evening for a meal. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Where's my uh, Emil is my partner. <laughs> On that note... No, uh, no that, yeah. is a, that is a joke. I'm strictly heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, anyway, uh, yeah, have a lovely week. E- please email us, Rob. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> Shit. terrible. We need your stories. In fact, if there's any foreign listeners listening out there, i.e. outside of the UK, please email us in your stories. We'd love to have one from another country. Yeah, and also, same thing, on Facebook and Twitter, so don't forget to send us messages on that. And our email address is localanesthetichpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to know how to spell anaesthetic in the English way, Look it up in the dictionary, because we're not telling you anymore. We're not holding your fucking hands anymore. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, take care. Have a good week. God bless. Fuck. Good way to end. (laughs)